had this relationship before I became rich. That's the reason. So your financial situation is a reflection of your relationship right. with money. So the big question is this. How are investors like us who weren't born with a silver spoon successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Now, hello everyone and welcome. Does Buddy Buy Happiness? Now, we recently asked in the group, Does It Buy Happiness? And we had a lot of people comment on it and um, we're gonna be talking about that today. So, you know, money, money, money. You know, some people say money's the root of all evil and other people think money's Who awesome. says that? The Bible. Bible. Bible apparently says it. So, what I want to do is one, I want to talk about your relationship with money, right? Because this is the deal. What there's, uh, what I want to talk about is one, your conscious relationship with money, what you consciously believe. <laughs> let's talk about your relationship with money, and let's because I think what needs to happen if you want success in life, right? If you want wealth in life, you need to have a good relationship with money. Absolutely. That's the fact of it. It surprises me. I'd say 99% of people that I know have a very bad relationship with money. And that is the biggest block. It's, it's a massive roadblock in becoming financially secure and yeah. successful because it stops you and uh, it does make life very difficult. Yo, now listen, this is the deal, right? One, you're in positive property, right, in our group. So obviously you're interested in property investing and increasing your income your impact. So step one, money's not evil. Money's a tool. Money's neutral. It's neither good or bad. It's just a tool and you can use a tool for good. You can use it for bad. It's like a spoon or a fork. Just a tool. Yeah, exactly. You, you just use it for something else. You use it for something and therefore, therefore there's no inherent goodness or badness. That's the one thing we need to talk about. Mm. Because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people got this feeling or idea that money is bad somehow or evil or something to do with money is greedy or anything else like that. And these emotions are there for, for one reason only. One, you've heard other people say it and you've believed the wrong ideas, you haven't thought about it carefully. Or two, maybe you haven't got money and because of that, you're justifying it by that. You know, because sometimes I meet people and, you know, they're like, oh, money's not important to me. And they're saying that not because it's not important, but they're saying it because they know they can't get it, so they're trying not to do it. There's a friend of mine in Sydney and he was doing a personality test recently. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, he was actually, when he was in high school, this friend of mine, he used to actually try not to pass an exams. Right. right? Now, why was he doing that? Why was he self-sabotaging? I'll tell you why he was self-sabotaging. Because he didn't feel worthy and he didn't feel like he could do it. So instead of face the reality of not doing it, he decided to self-sabotage and say, well, I didn't try anyway. Got it, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the thing is, that's really not a good place to be. We need to get you out of that place because, and then when he did this personality test, he said, oh, I was just stuffing around. I wasn't trying very hard, yeah. right? Now, great guy, lovely guy, but obviously wasn't even confident of doing this personality test because of that. And the thing is, one thing that helps is, one, we've got to own it. And when you don't try hard enough at something, when you self-sabotage, that's an ego problem, mm-hmm. right? 
I know a lot of people don't realise that, but that's what it is. Because if you've got a delicate ego, to protect your ego, you're not going to try and therefore say, well, at least it didn't fail. Yeah, because you're very scared of failure. Yes. And the one thing that stops people from being successful, number one thing is ego. See, a lot of people recognise ego when someone's egotistical and they're like, oh, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, ha, 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 look at me. When someone thinks they're special, right? Would you agree? When someone thinks they're really special, they got yeah. big ego. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, there's another way of feeling special. Feeling the feelings of not being good enough. The feelings of being a failure, being worse than everyone else. That is actually the same as that person thinking they're better than everyone else, mm -hmm. right? It's the same thing. It's ego, right? And ego is not good. Ego holds you back of getting what you really want. What ego does is stops you from saying I love you to the person you love. Stops you from trying the best you can to invest in that property. Stops you from giving the best you can at that exam mm -hmm. and everything else, right? Ego is the thing that holds you back because we're afraid of failure. And the reason we're afraid of failure is through society we've been taught, you know, don't fail, don't fail, don't fail, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, to become successful, there's one thing you need to embrace. That's failure. Mm, absolutely. Right? And look, I've failed more than most people when it comes to property or investing or maybe not most people. I failed a few times. <laughs> I've been very fortunate, actually. Funny. I was willing to fail and luckily I learned from my first mistakes and really yeah. went ahead. But I think in life, even when you feel like you, you've failed, you, you never lose, you just learn from a situation. So even if you know it doesn't work out, don't think of it as a failure. It's your perception of what it is. There's only two things that can happen in life. You can succeed or you can learn. And the thing is, I'd rather succeed because I'm going to learn more from succeeding than failure. See, a lot of people say, oh, you learn more than failure. That's the biggest lot of bullshit I've heard in my life. Right? I'd much rather succeed. So, you know, let's be honest about this. You know, I hate those gurus out there going, oh yeah, it's great to fail and you should want to fail. No, you don't want to fail. You want to win. You want to succeed. You don't want to fail. You've got a natural aversion to right? failure. But if you do fail, you want to learn from it. Absolutely. You want to mitigate your risk. You don't want to fail. So, you know, I've been fortunate. I've failed in the past, but I've learned more from my success than I have from my failures. Right? That's the fact of it. It's true. And that's the truth because let's say, for example, I invest and I do something good. Mm -hmm. Well, I've, I've learned what to do. Yeah. That's which true. there's only very small ways of doing something properly, and a lot of ways of doing it wrong and stuffing it up. Yeah. So when you fail, you learn another way of not doing it. Problem is, there's so many other ways of not doing it as well. That's why you learn uh, more from success than failure, but you do learn from failure as well. And most successful people have failed many times. Richard Branson's failed many times. You know, I remember when I caught up with Richard Branson, lovely guy, he's a billionaire, so down to earth. When I had, a, I was at a cocktail party in uh, in Melbourne with him, and you know, he's failed many times, over and over and over. A lot of times, your failures are one of the best things that can happen to you, mm -hmm. because you fail at something and then it leads you along the road. Gets you on the right path. I'm a true believer that the obstacle is the way. So your path to where you're going. Every obstacle you hit is actually your way forward. Right. Because life is full of obstacles. It certainly is. So what we're going to do is fix your relationship with money. To fix your relationship with money, we're going to fix your relationship with yourself. How do you do that? Okay, well, one, let's talk about there's, there's conscious and unconscious beliefs. Right. Right? And your conscious beliefs are a lot easier, right? Because mm -hmm. you can ask yourself the question and you can ask it, right? And how do you feel about money? 
Answer the question now. How do you feel about money? Are you comfortable with money? Are you comfortable receiving? Are you open to receiving? Because you need to be able to receive money. That's very, very important. You know, I'm open to receiving. You want to send me money? I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> but only if I'm giving value. And that's my relationship with money. See, the thing is, I really believe that what I want to do in exchange for money, give more value back. Mm-hmm. And my goal, my goal is to give much more value back. Like, for example, our 40-day challenge, which I'm going to talk about later on, but I'm going to talk about it quickly now. Uh, there was one guy that did our 40-day challenge. We're only charging $97 at the moment for the pilot program. And then we're going to put it up to $1,000. But at the moment, it's only $97. And we had one guy in Melbourne who did the challenge last month. And he said it was better than a $6,000 real estate course he did on investing in real estate. Wow. That's the value. And look, mm. the thing is, see, a lot of people got it wrong because a lot of people want to do, want to do is give the least amount and get the maximum benefit back, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got the pizza shop and they say, you know, less is more, less topping, more profit. Not really, because less topping equals less customers. And long term, they're going to go to a better pizza shop. <laughs> exactly. And then you get actually less topping equals less profit yeah. long term. More topping equals more profit, right? Because you want to give value. Because what happens is it takes nine times more effort to get a new customer than retain an old one. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you want to overgive. You want to give more. Mm-hmm. So my goal in our business, in my life, is to give more value than I take. Always be a value giver. Because... You know, you can call it calm or whatever you want to call it, but I really, honestly, truly believe that the more you give, the more you get back. And I've seen that happen to me over and over again. And I'm a big giver. I love, I really believe in giving. I love giving. You know, I'm the president of the Blind Sporting Council. I'm also, we're also building a um, school in Kenya next year. And every person that joins the 14 Day Challenge, we buy five bricks for them. So that's very exciting. So what I want to do is I really think we need to give. The more we give, the better. And we want to give value. And that's a relationship that I've got with money. Because I realize with money that it's not about scarcity. It's about abundance. Right? I'm very fortunate. I have money flowing to me over and over. I mean, last year I made over a million dollars without getting out of bed from real estate. And that's because of my relationship with money. And you might say, well, no, it's because you've got a shit ton of real estate and you're very good at real estate. And yes, true. That's part of it. But, but you I, had to get the mindset and the, the belief and the relationship with money before that came. That's right. And it's my relationship with money and myself that created that money to come back to me. And the thing is, you know, a lot of people go, you're easy for you to say because you're rich. Right? But I had this relationship before I became rich. That's the reason. So your financial situation is a reflection of your relationship. Right. with money so the sooner you have a better relationship the sooner you're going to be able to stop self-sabotaging because people self-sabotage <laughs> let me talk about unconscious beliefs right see a lot of times you know what happens is parents can fight over money mm-hmm. and as a kid you might be four or five and your parents are fighting over money and they're you know fighting having not enough money or something and then what's going to happen is unconsciously even if you don't remember you're going to be thinking money is bad you know i don't want money you know, so that's why your relationship is so important. And you know, there's so many people that don't understand utility of money, but it's amazing. And if you don't like money, then that's because you're scared of it. You don't have a good relationship. Mm. You need a healthy relationship. So one thing is, your mind cannot think of a negative. And this is one of the keys to understanding this, right? So for example, if I say, don't think of a blue tree, what are you thinking about? Blue tree. That's right, exactly, because it pops in your heart. If I say, don't think of a pink elephant, don't think of a, don't think of a pink elephant, what, what, do you think of? <laughs> what do you think of? 
it flashes inside your head. Even, even if you want to think of a normal elephant, you need to think of the pink one first. So your mind cannot think of a negative. You know, if you're saying to you, if you're, so what happens is there's two types of goals you can have in life. One is towards and the other is away from. Mm-hmm. So let's have an example. Towards is I want to be successful. I want money abundant in my life. If I'm picturing that abundance, then what's happening is I'm going towards this. And if I picture abundance, what picture do you have in your head? Now, let's say, for example, I'm thinking I don't want to be poor. What are you thinking about? Thinking about being poor. Being poor. So, so there's certain people that and what they're doing, they're trying to run towards money as hard as they can. Right. But unfortunately, they've got an away from mm-hmm. goal, right? And they're running for, towards money the wrong way. They're saying, I don't want to be poor, I don't want to be broke, I don't want to be poor. And they're scared shitless. Mm. They're getting, and what happens if you chase money that way? The harder you run, the more money runs away from you. Right, interesting. Right? It will run away from you as fast than what you can run. You can never catch it. It's like when you see that guy on the treadmill and you've got the carrot in front of him, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can never catch it money. You can never catch money if you've got it away from it's impossible, and I've known people do that, and they're desperate, they try everything, they work 80 hours a week, and they're, they're really struggling. Or they right? stay in bad relationships. Yeah, mm. they want to, they're, they're struggling, they want a relationship, they want to be, you know, a good relationship, but the problem is they're imagining a shit one. Mm. So when you're trying to, and people are running away from pain, you know, when people run away from pain as hard as they can, they're thinking away from pain, away from pain, they're creating more pain in their life, and you can't outrun it, it's impossible. And the funny thing is, the more you run away from pain, the more you try to run away from being broke, the more you run away from a shit relationship, the closer it comes to you, the more you create it. Mm-hmm. Because whatever you focus on grows in your life. So running away is not the answer and running towards the wrong things is not the answer. So the answer is getting the relationship good in ourselves and then we need to frame it right and really do it that way. <laughs> So what's a, something everyone could do like as uh, to lay the foundation for creating a healthy relationship with money? Yeah, okay. So one, I think what's important is probably to be very clear on your values and your goals. Right. Because let's put money aside. Mm-hmm. Forget money. What can money do for you? That's the important part. Why do you want money? That's Ask yourself right. that question. Ask the why. Why do you actually want money? Because this is the problem. I know people that want money so desperately mm. and it doesn't bring happiness so does money bring happiness but they don't even know what they want it for <laughs> doesn't money in itself does not bring happiness right let's say for example if this room was full of hundred dollar notes it's not going to make me happier I right? go swimming in them so <laughs> ma- let's see money as a tool and what money does it buys you an experience yes it's all it does and you might think you might say no give me an example it doesn't it always buys you. Yeah, so let's say, for example, yeah. I use money to buy food. Mm-hmm. I'm taking away the experience of hunger. Yes. Let's say I buy a car. Let's say I buy uh, a Ferrari, right? Yeah. I'm buying experience of driving a nice car. Yeah. And the status. No, let's I say agree. I, let's say I buy a suit, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not buying the cloth. I'm buying the experience. You're going to wear that. Yes. So yes. I'm buying the experience of wearing a nice suit. Yeah. So money buys experiences. And the thing is, for people that hoard money, and leave it in the bank. They don't have any experience. It's giving them no experience except maybe a little bit of security. But that's for insecure people, they hoard money. You know, I don't believe in hoarding it. I like to spread it around. So I, f- I want to, you know, I find that people that hoard money, money stays stagnant, it needs to move. Mm. You know what I mean? You need to invest it. 
because that's where the money is. See, when people put money in the bank, it's the worst place for money. Mm-hmm. I've got my money out there working for me, not yeah. sitting in the bank retired. Because money is like a muscle. If you don't use it, atrophies, it goes smaller. Mm-hmm. See, when you work out, you get bigger muscles because you use it. If you sit on the couch, your muscles are going to turn to sludge. Mm-hmm. Your money sitting in a account doing nothing is going to be bad. If you multiply your money, and for example, what I do with money is I invest it in business, I invest it in property. And when I put it in property and business, I'm actually using that money to provide um, value for people. Yeah. And therefore, I get money back for creating the value. When I'm putting money in the bank, no one gets value, except the bank manager, right? <laughs> Making the people of the bank rich. <laughs> yeah, so we wanna, you wanna create value. And I really believe the mindset of creating value, the mindset of karma, the mindset of giving. Listen, people that give, receive. Mm. You can't be a receiver if you're not a giver, right? And the problem is people that are really tight. You know, I know some people, they're so tight, the difference between them and a canoe is a canoe tips, you know what I mean? (laughs) But really, no, I know some people that are very tight and their life is tight. Their whole universe is tight and they've got no abundance. I've got a friend who lives in Brisbane and this guy's worth $20 million. And he gets up at four in the morning and drives three hours away, works really hard, seven days a week. He's got a massive company. He works and makes sure he does all the jobs that are expensive, that doesn't pay too much. To save money. He's got like (laughs) eight houses, still lives with his mum. Wow. Right? Because he doesn't want to move out. What a lifestyle. You're worth 20 mil. Lovely guy, lovely guy, lovely guy, awesome guy. But the abundance in his life's not there. Mm. And see, he's living for the future. But how sad also having all of that money and then not being able to share it with anyone. Like he's got no partner, no wife, you know. Exactly. The, the thing is, money is to be shared and I love spending money on my friends and spending money on experiences and, mm. and being able to help people and do good in the world. And it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The higher you go up in the hierarchy, yeah. the more good you can do. So part of what investing does is it helps you move up on the hierarchy of Maslow's needs because it's giving you that security because you're creating a passive income. But, but the deal is when you invest, right, what's happening is you're creating wealth and abundance for other people. Mm. You're helping the economy. You're helping someone rent a place. You're actually doing something good. That's what we're going to look at. And when you put your money in the bank, you're closing yourself off and you're not doing something good. Yeah. And a lot of people do that for fear, right? Mm-hmm. That's why they leave the money in the bank. That's the worst place to have your money. And there's so many people that work hard, but they give all their tax dollars away. Right? I'd much rather get my money out there doing all the hard work. I mean, I could not work as hard as my properties do and save that much money. The money that they've made me, there's no way. No, impossible. I could, I could save that no, much in five no, years. Exactly, exactly. It's impossible. And that's the beauty. Even if I did a lot of overtime, you know, you name it, like worked myself to the bone, I could never make that much money. So let's talk about happiness mm-hmm. and money. Money does not buy happiness, right? But up to a certain amount it does. So they did a study and people that earn over $75,000 a year, until you get $75,000, you're actually happier than anyone earning less than that. Right. So it does bring happiness to a certain degree. After 75000 it stops. And it doesn't matter if you're making seventy five or 150, the happiness is the same. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, one thing money can bring you is purpose and meaning in your life. And the more money you have, the more meaning and purpose you have. But see, earning 75000 you're still working for it. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing, people that 
have replaced their income through property? Has it brought them more happiness? Yes, it has through more meaning. Absolutely. Right? So it's an evolution. So when I retired, I was, one, I was, I was really relieved not to work 80 hours a week anymore. So I was happy. Did it bring me happiness? No. But it put me on the path to happiness. Right. Because I really believe at the end of the day, to be happy, you need purpose and you need meaning in your life more than anything else, more than money. Definitely. But money can help you get that. But I really think when it comes to happiness, you've got three, a triangle of three things, mm -hmm. right? And one is freedom. Because having freedom, that's why I guess people don't like being locked up in jail. And that's yes, why it's a punishment. That makes sense. Because you lose your freedom. Sorry, right. Melbourne people. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, exactly. But no, what I'm talking about is people in real jail, right? People in real jail don't like it because they've got no freedom. Yeah. But also, the thing is with that is they, um, they've got no freedom. And because they've got no freedom, they're not happy. Mm. And that's a big punishment in our society today. Right? So freedom's important. And how do you create freedom? Well, you create freedom with money and Absolutely. time. Because see, people that are tied to their job and they're working 80 hours a week, they don't have freedom. No. They've got money. But money doesn't equal freedom. Money only equals freedom if you can not exchange your time for dollars. Mm -hmm. Right? And freedom's about doing what you want to do. Absolutely. Or doing something you're passionate about. You have to enjoy it. Not necessarily, but you need to get meaning out of it and get purpose out of it. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. So freedom is the cornerstone of happiness. And the cornerstone of freedom is money. So does money buy happiness? It's one of the key ingredients. It really is. And do, is there people that are happy with no money? Yes, there are. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's great. And I, I'm all for it. But it's very hard in our society to be happy with no money. Right? Because there's not much you can do. You don't have a lot of power. You're powerless, so you can't mm -hmm. have a lot of... You haven't got a lot of agency when you've got no money. Yeah, yeah. You can't have any experiences with zero dollars. You can't buy any food with zero dollars either. No. <laughs> so no. you can't really survive. Well, you can, Australia. You get a certain amount of dollars. You won't have zero. However, but then you see those things on TV and you see those, you know, those rich people and they just sold their company 400 million and they're depressed and they're just not happy. How is that so? No meaning. No purpose. Well, one. The business lost their purpose. A lot of them don't have meaningful relations. Mm -hmm. Right? They've got the money, but they don't have the deep, meaningful relationships. I really believe yeah. one of the corners is deep, meaningful relationships, which is just as important as money or freedom, because it's, a, it's one of the corners of the triangle. And I think it's very important, because imagine life with no deep, meaningful relationships. If there's no one that you love or care about, that's sad. That's the point. But also very boring. But life is better when you've got gratitude. Mm. Gratitude brings happiness. That's the number one thing. Because first comes gratitude, then comes happiness, not the other way around. Absolutely. A lot of people go, oh, you can be grateful because you're rich and you replace your income. But no, no, you've got to be grateful first. Mm. That's when you get everything. There's one other cornerstone. What's that? Health. Health, yes. And See, that gives you time. Well, health gives you time, but health is everything because you can have deep, meaningful relationships. You can have freedom and money. Mm. But if you're in a cancer ward, mm. I don't think you're going to be very happy. No, not going to be enjoying that you know, time. It's pretty sad, like the guy that, um, the lead star of... of Black Panther, whatever it's called, right? 43 years old, died of cancer. Wow. Very sad. Rich, famous, probably got meaningful relationships, but unfortunately didn't have that third corner. Didn't have the time and the health. 
right? Those are the three things we're looking to get. And I really believe that money can help you get all three things. But it's a matter of getting balance. You know, you've got to balance that wheel out. So, you know, we're going to use money. I like to use money for experiences. Mm. You know, we go overseas quite a bit. Not at the moment. But, you know, I was just looking at some videos and photos of Venice when we went there. And it was amazing, you know what I mean? And those experiences, I'd rather go to Venice and spend some money than sit at home and put money in my bank account. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll like, get out there and explore the world when we can. And, and that's, you know, the only reason that I invest to have money is so that I can have these experiences and, you know, live a fulfilling, eventful life and actually do and experience so much. And my life is richer for it. And my life is richer for the, the time and the money that I have to spend with friends and family as well. Can money buy Hamptonness? Um, look, yes it can, but it's not the ultimate thing. There's a lot more. We need health, we need relationships and things like that. Absolutely. And it can um, be the, the cornerstone to all of those pillars, I but, do believe. But really, I believe that to create happiness in your life, you need to be clear on your values, you need to be clear on your goals. You need to know where you are, where you're going. Absolutely. You, know? you need to know why you want that money. That's really important. And what it's going to do for you. Yeah, you 100%. Know? Do you want to read that question? Uh, yep, so it was, uh, the billionaires can try and take away freedoms of everyone else, hence I'm attending Freedom Protest 5th of September, Adelaide. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's just about the coronavirus. That's about the coronavirus thing. Yeah. There's a lot of different views about the coronavirus, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I think not dying from it is a pretty big freedom. Oh, I think so, definitely. And I think the people on ventilators in hospitals would love to have the freedom of being able to go to a protest, but... Obviously, they've got the sickness, so they can't do that. Yeah, look, I think um, it's a complicated subject, and I'm not going to get into it tonight because we're going to go on to our next meeting very soon. Another day, another exactly. topic. But, but um, can money buy happiness? You decide. You decide. I say yes. Now, listen, guys, <laughs> one thing is, if you're not clear on your goals, you're not clear on what you want, we've got our 14-day challenge, and actually go through all that with you live. I'm starting that next month. So thank you so much. We're going to see you next Wednesday. Stay well. Stay healthy, Thanks happy, for joining us, guys. prosperous, and everything else. Bye-bye. And get that money mindset. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful. And please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisor has actually achieved the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. 
That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family. 